the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Thank you for choosing Hi Kids on Hi FM. My name is Jonathan Bricker and I'm nine years old. And I'm your host for today. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. So coming up on the Hi Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Ravli Ron Bernstein. He is the managing director at Yeshiva College. Just stay tuned to 101.9 Hi FM we will find out more about Yeshiva College. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a Chaked Riddle to challenge your brain. And you could win a book called Tower Goes to Space. So stay tuned and you don't want to miss the, this, this kid's show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guests. If you want to stay, say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and it's charged at a 1 Rand 50. You can send me a WhatsApp on 061-895-1019. And please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010-140-3020. Get ready for a very interesting show on Hi Kids today. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Car Kids for Kids Bar Kids. My name is Jonathan Brooker and I'm your host for today. Good afternoon, Rav. Good afternoon, Jonathan. It is so great to be in the studio with you. Thanks for inviting Thanks. me. Before I forget, is there anyone you want to say hello to? Well, first of all, to all your friends at school and to all our students at Yeshiva College. And then, of course, my Boba is listening, so I want her <laughs> to get some nachas. And I hope your Boba is listening too. Tell us about Yeshiva College School. Sure, Yonatan. And then I want you to tell me about Yeshiva College because I'm really fortunate to be at Yeshiva College and uh, so many of us have such a great time there every day. And uh, Yeshiva College is a very, very special school, as you know. And uh, I think what makes it unique amongst all the schools is uh, that it really stands for such important things in our lives. We stand for Torah. We stand for excellence in general studies, for excellence in our Limonai Kodesh, and really an amazing balanced way of life that we're able to live in the modern world, but we're able to be very, very rooted in our Torah values and our way of life and live according to strict ethics that come to us straight from, from Har Sinai and straight from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but at the same time be a part of the world, contribute to it and see that as an ideal, and at the same time live very, very full lives. So that's in short. I can go on about Yeshiva College for very long, but that's in short a little bit about what uh, what Yeshiva College is all about. I'm happy for you. Am I allowed to ask you any questions, Jonathan? Yeah, sure. What do you think about Yeshiva College and what makes it special? Um, it's special because like how the kids play a break, like everyone like plays together in one. Absolutely, and I think that you hit the nail on the head because I think Yeshiva College is so, so focused on relationships, on the relationships between students, the relationship between teachers and students, the rabbis and the students, and uh, and the parent body. I think we, we're not just a school, we're a community. How much teachers do you think there is from, all the way from nursery school, preschool, all the way to the boys and girls' high school? How many teachers are there? How many there? teachers do you think there so are? There's, so there's a lot of staff. There are about 180 people altogether. Um, in terms of teachers, probably about 150 to 60. That's more than I imagined. <laughs> they don't teach you all at once. It's okay. <laughs> How long have you been a rabbi? I've been a rabbi since 2012, just before I came back to South Africa from Israel. I was living in Israel, and um, and then we came back with my wife Sarah and my children Yehuda and Eliana. You know Yehuda a little bit. 
And um, we came back to, to South Africa on Shlichut. And just before I came back, I finished my Smicha studies in 2012. So what is the most important thing a rabbi needs? What does a rabbi need? Um, I think a rabbi needs a lot of important character traits. I'm not sure that I have them all, but I strive to have them. You like books. They need, like books. They need a lot they of books. Like exactly. So you have to you have to have a lot of patience to do a lot of learning and um, and a lot of dedication. I think it's important to be empathetic, to care for people. I think is the most important thing that a rabbi needs, and everything else around that is commentary. If you care for people, you care for the way they live their lives, and you care for uh, for bringing the Torah into their lives because you see that as a source of strength. Um, and bringing Hashem into people's lives is a great gift. So I think the more you can relate to people, the more you can care for them, the more you can be a, a conduit, the more you can be a channel for Hashem in this world. So I think uh, I think those are important character traits. Is being a rabbi a hard job? That's a very good question. I think it, uh, there's some things about a rabbi being a rabbi that are easy and some things that are hard. Um, and like also some people f- can find it difficult. Yeah, so so I think every rabbi also needs to find their own way. You don't need to be a specific um, a sp- fit into a specific mold. Some rabbis will focus on um, the laws of daily life, and they'll be like a posek, so they'll help you understand halacha. Some rabbis will deal more in philosophy. Some rabbis are teachers. Some rabbis are communal rabbis. So I think each rabbi, in their own way, will have parts of their job that are challenging and parts of their job uh, that, that are that are easy and uplifting. Um, but I think ultimately, as I started off with, we want who work with people and, and, and uplift people and that's ultimately what a rabbi does and sometimes those times are, are, um, are, are simple when you're having simchas sometimes they're difficult when uh, you're going through hard times with people but you can be there as a, as, a, as a person that's important in their lives to help them through difficult times then uh, that can be difficult but it's also very important and very meaningful so you're basically saying like out of all the rabbis in the world each rabbi has a specific job that they need to do to make everything happen, like the chief rabbi, he he made the Shabbos project. Exactly, I think you understood that very well, and uh, and that's it. And I think what's important, if you ask me some questions about education, which I think you will, education is about bringing out the potential in every person. So different rabbis have different strengths, and it's important that, that we all understand what are our strengths and what's our specific mission in life. Why did Hashem put each and every one of us in the world? And if we take on the role of rabbi, how through the role of rabbi do we bring uh, our best selves forward and make the best contribution to the world and society that we can? How did you picture Yeshiva College? How did I picture Yeshiva College? Um, so when what you're talking about when I came when I before I came back to Israel when I came back from Israel to South Africa. Yeah, yeah. So I'd I'd seen a little things before. I'd had some friends that were at Yeshiva College. I didn't go to Yeshiva College as a child. I wasn't uh, that fortunate. Um, but I think if I picture Yeshiva College now, I think it's it's vibrant, it's fun, it's energetic, it's colourful. Um, it's about friendships, like we spoke about before. It's about learning Torah, but in a way that's that's not heavy, but that's uplifting, um, and just about a very fun, communal, um, um, energetic environment where everybody finds their space and that everybody finds their path to uh, to their individual greatness and realizing their potential. When did you decide to become a rabbi? So I'll tell you a funny story. You in grade three. Three. So when I was in grade four, which was called Standard Two, I was in Davening, and we were in this classroom. I remember exactly where it was in the school, and um, a lot of uh, the people in my grade were not, uh, were not were not from. They weren't observant, 
and um, I was very connected and uh, I'm grateful to my parents that brought me up in a in a firm way of life and um, I was very committed to my davening and I was committed to leading the davening and there I was in grade three so I was I think I was eight because I was a year young for my grade and I was davening a lot with a lot of intention and this girl in the class said to me you're davening so hard you're going to become a rabbi when you're older she predicted correctly sorry she predicted correctly. She predicted correctly. I don't know if it was a self-fulfilling prophecy or whether she <laughs> predicted it correctly. Um, but that's what stuck in my mind. So, so that, that stuck in my mind. And then I remembered it when I became a rabbi. But what was when did I really make a choice around that? Um, I was a madrich in B'nai Kiva and, um, and I started getting involved in, in leadership over there. And uh, then I was actually going to study accounts. Um, but I decided to go to yeshiva after school, and that uh, that was an amazing privilege. I went to learn in, in Gush, in Yeshivat Haritzion in Israel, and I learned there for two years. And then I came back, and I did my degree in uh, a Bachelor of Commerce in Information Systems and Industrial Psych. You don't have to decide what degree you're doing yet, Yonatan. You've got a few <laughs> more years. Um, and then when I came back, I was involved in B'nai Kiva, and I was Rosh Machaneh, um, and I was involved uh, in informal Jewish education, and um, and Rabbi Perez, who I th- you might remember. Yeah. So Rabbi Perez came and he approached me, and we had a conversation, and he said he sees me as a as a leader with potential in B'nai Kiva, and would I consider going on a program to Israel and then come back as a rabbi in the community? And I uh, gave a lot of thought. We had a lot of discussions, and the rest is history. Yeah. Is your question I want, I've been wanting to ask? What school did you go to? I went to King David Victory Park. Now I know. <laughs> do you think that school? Do, that, do you think King David Victory Park is very educational? Do I think that King David Victory Park is very educational? Um, I think it's a great school. I had a lot of fun there, and I was involved in lots of arts and culture and sports. Um, in general, do I think school is very educational? I saw that question across across from here, and I and I and I think it's a brilliant question. Do you think school is educational? So I found a quote to read over here. It's a quote by Einstein, and he says the following: He says, "Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid." What do you think of that quote? That's good. That's good, right? Because education is quite a tricky thing. If we think what education really is, it comes from the Latin of, of edu, educare, which means to bring out of a person. And that education is supposed to bring out the best in a person. But school can sometimes be very specific and very precise. And you've got to go to class at this time. You've got to learn this book. And you've got to learn this subject. And sometimes you can get lost in that. So as educators, we always have to be sensitive to thinking what is the best thing we can do in this class at this time to bring out the best in the student. And we have to know that we have to keep between the system, but we also have to be very alive and engaging with our students to make sure we always bring out the best in them. And we try to do that at Yeshiva College in all our education. Do do you like playing sports at school? So when I was at school? When I was at school, I loved playing sports. Um, we st- I played soccer and I played cricket. Soccer was my favourite sport. I can see, I can see like when you play in my garden. I remember you almost broke your other hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do enjoy my sports, even garden sports. I had a few good saves in your in your garden as well. Um, and uh, I do. I love playing sports. I think sports is an amazing way to connect with people. It's an amazing way to um, to to have fun. 
um, in a good contained way. And uh, at school, I played a lot of sports. As I said, I focused on soccer. And then if I play sports at school now, I love walking past the boys playing volleyball and I'll take a shot with them. Um, I play, you know, we'll kick the ball whenever I see everybody playing around with that. hope I don't interfere with the games. Um, but, uh, but it's always fun to see lots of sports going on at school all the time. And I'll always enjoy having a little exchange, a one-two with you and your friends. I saw you on the sports field yesterday, right? I wasn't playing that much. Yeah, but you're going into the sports office, correct? I think so. I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, at least you're friends oh, with yeah. the sports. Yeah. Okay, good. Remember that. Very good. Is a rabbi an important job? You, I'm a rabbi, so I don't, you need to tell me if a rabbi is an important job. I think it is. <laughs> I think it's important. Um, Say so rabbi can ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think a rabbi is an important job in, uh, in different areas. I think because in a, in a community it's good to have people to direct and lead and take, take responsibility for leadership. And um, that's what a rabbi is through the ages, through all the different um, historical time periods from the time that Moshe Rabbeinu was our first rabbi and teacher. It's good to have someone who, who, uh, who is a human being, who's able to understand human beings, but who also accepts the mandate to say what is Hashem's word in the world and how do I make that relevant and engaging for people in every generation. So every generation needs different rabbis to pass over that tradition and that Masorah to keep us on track and living according to, uh, to what the Torah wants us to be. What would happen if there's like no rabbis in the world? <sighs> this radio station would stop running. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to find out. But uh, but I hope that uh, rabbis are always good and deserving of their positions and that uh, they continue to uh, to play meaningful roles in community. Why do you think it's important to have a rabbi in a position of a leadership of leadership at Yeshiva College School? Very insightful question, Yonatan. Um, you'd have to ask the board because they employed me. I think the reason why, why, why they would have done that is um, is that – Yeshiva College, as I said, is not just a school that deals in pure education, but it's a, it's a school that's at the center of a community. And it's a school that is, um, that is, that, that builds not just, um, not just knowledge, but builds an understanding of Torah and builds an understanding of how we're supposed to live our lives beyond just what we can get out of the textbooks and, and sitting classes. And therefore it's so essential, um, that, uh, that, that we understand what our ethics, what our values, and that's the role that a rabbi can play. What is the best thing about your job? Um, one of them is sitting here with you. I love spending time with the with the children in the school, with all the learners. Um, today I sat with the grade tens who go to Israel soon on on, on the Kfar program, and I was with the grade ten girls, and um, and I sat with them and I showed them the vision of the school to talk to them about student leadership. And the best thing is engaging with the students. We've got amazing students. We've got amazing children from awesome families. And to talk with them and to teach them and to dedicate um, time to that um, is really a lot of fun. I can spend a lot of time sitting behind a desk and doing administrative things. But the most fun I have is when I'm sitting with children and I'm teaching them and I'm learning with them. I'm teaching Parsha in the the pre-primary school and things like that. Um, Because that's what it's about. That's why schools are there. So that we can inspire and, and teach the next generation of leaders. What part of your job? Do you, what part of your job don't you enjoy? Um, what part of the job don't I enjoy? 
Um, as I said, sometimes when you're dealing with when you're dealing with people, you've got to you come up against uh, some some difficult uh, some difficult things. But uh, there's not too much that I don't enjoy. I think sometimes they're they're hard things that a school will go through. But ultimately, schools about caring for children and parents and and educators are on the same page. We want the best for our children. So even when there's sometimes disagreements, we can always come around the table and work together to get the best result. How much of a child's education comes from home and how much comes from school? Brilliant question. Um, I think in terms of formal education, in terms of what is the knowledge and filling up your brain with facts and information, um, that you get a lot of at school. Um, but in the in the modern day world, there's, a, there's quite a lot of sharing that goes on in terms of values education. So there's the values that we impart and then there's the information. So values is something that has to be shared from, from the home and, and with the school. Um, I think the home has to be very dedicated to instilling those values in their children. And then at school, we're able to take that to another level and, um, and augment that and, and, make, it, uh, and make, it, make it very special. Together with the partnership of parents and teachers, you can really um, bring up some spectacular children. Let's take a quick song back. We'll, cu- we'll be right back. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. What is the biggest part of your job, looking after parents, looking after teachers, or looking after kids? It's a great question, Yonatan, and uh, I think it's something that everybody in, in the space in school needs to think about. Who, who, are they to, who are they there to help? Who are they there to support? And a rabbi in Israel told me very importantly when I came back from Israel to South Africa, the position I was in was the Minahal of the Boys High School, and he said to me, my role is to support the teachers. And then the teacher's role is to support the students, is to support the learners. And in that way, everybody um, is able to give, the, give of their best. If the teachers are being nurtured, if the principals are being nurtured, then they can nurture the, st- the staff, then the staff can nurture the children, and we can build that environment. But I do love um, any interactions that I do have with parents, and especially with the children, like I shared with you before. Yeshiva College has started a music center. Why is this important? Have you seen big changes in the school because of it? We're very, very excited to have launched our, our music department this year. And um, we, uh, we've, we've been doing a lot of musical things in, for many ways in Yeshiva College in different areas. But in the primary school, we did launch the department this year. Did you, what did you do? Have you played on the recorder this year, Yonatan? Grade one. Grade one. What have you done in music this year? Like worksheets. Um. It sounds like fun. <laughs> no, it isn't. Very good. Well, please God, you'll be uh, the next Rachmaninoff. But uh, why is music important? Um, because I think it develops um, a very, very important intelligence. Um, there are lots of there's a theories of there's a theory of multiple intelligences in education, where people access things differently. Some people will like learning through looking at visual objects. Some people will like learning through uh, through hearing things. Some people through reading things. And musical is a very powerful intelligence. Um, and I think also music is the language of the soul, as they say. So music uplifts us. It connects us. It's a common language. It's upbeat. And you know, as a Jew, how important and music is right when you go to shul on on shabbos music is a core part of who we are and therefore uh, the more we can the more we can develop as music the more it develops our emotional intelligence and um, it really has lots of other effects on our cognitive abilities to learn so yeah this year since we've introduced the musical department the the kids on campus are much more clever than they've ever been why is a rabbi needed in shul 
Someone's got to keep everybody quiet, Jonathan. <laughs> um, similar to what I said before, to direct people, to uh, to to uh, to to guard that process. Um, that shul's got to be an important experience that's held together by um, by by whether it's the chairman. You're related to the chairman of the shul, Jonathan, I believe. You are. I'll tell you how afterwards. Um, but um, but you've got to have people in shul who take responsibility for making sure that it's an, that it's a, a very wholesome and beneficial and positive experience for all those who come in. So the rabbi is there to direct. Um, important thing for the rabbi to know is what happens if you find a mistake in the Torah. Right? Yeah. The rabbi's got to know how do you deal with that. Do we um, do we repeat what we've gone through? Do we get another Torah in? You've got to know those halachot. And then people come to shul once a week. They also want to connect with the rabbi, and it's their time to chat to the rabbi about things that are important to them, to ask questions, and uh, to have that point of connection. So the rabbi's there as the central um, okay. conductor, holding everything together and directing it. How m- how many bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs have you been to? I've only been to um, my own bar mitzvah once, <laughs> um, and uh, bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. I've been to quite a few more bar mitzvahs than bat mitzvahs. When I was the head of the boys' school, I used to go to a lot of bar mitzvahs, and I used to love going to the bar mitzvahs because when you're teaching students in school, you um, you learn so much more about them when you get to meet their family and you get to see the way they celebrate and the way they interact with each other, with them and their siblings and their parents. And bar mitzvahs was such a key part of that. Another awesome part of bar mitzvahs, especially to Shiva College, is the way that the matrix would go to every bar mitzvah and make a vibe. And they would look after the grade sevens. You've seen that, right, with your cousins. Yeah. Um, and please go at your bar mitzvah soon too. And um, and and that's a very cool thing. So I used to love that about bar mitzvahs. Yeah. So so she's saying matrix are going to come to my bar mitzvah. My cousin's definitely going to come because he's my matrix. Oh, very good. Well, I hope you'll get an invite. For, I hope you get two invites. <laughs> Do rabbis ask each other's questions and work as a team? I think uh, I don't know what every rabbi does, but I think it's a brilliant question because because you might think that rabbis are working solo, right? It's like a tennis player versus on a, versus a striker on a soccer team, um, and we've got to think what our goal is. And I think uh, we've got to work more like a soccer team and make sure that we're trying to bring the goal of bringing people closer to Hashem, bringing people to be more passionate about their Yiddishkeit and their Judaism. The more of us that can work together, like I said to you, different rabbis are all people, so they're different. And uh, they're different people that connect to different rabbis. Um, different rabbis connect to different people. So we've all got to work together to make sure that our community is being nurtured and looked after and every individual person is on their path of growth. How long has the name Rabbi been around and who made it up? I think uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was probably uh, the first rabbi. Um, and uh trying to think if I can think of the source of where rabbi was called first. But um, yeah, even in Pirka Avot, right? Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai, Moshe Rabbi Yoshua. Um, and then the rabbinim started appearing there in the, in the Tana Im and the Amoraim. How long ago did you start working at Yeshiva? What... What have been your greatest moments at the, at, at the school? Thanks for that awesome question, Yonatan. Um, I've been working at Yeshiva since August 2012. I was first the Manahal the Boys High School, and then in July 2014, I became the managing director. Some of my best memories are when I was the Manahal, I used to sit with the boys on Friday afternoon. I used to go to Kosher World and buy 
drinks and chips. And then I used to sit and we used to learn Rav Cook together in my in the boardroom. Um, and that I used to love, that, that connection. We've had lots of meals at our home, which I've always enjoyed. And um, for the school, especially the managing director role, I've loved the different big events that we've done, like Yom Atzma'ut and Yom Yushalayim. We've done marches on Yom Yushalayim, Yom Atzma'ut. Yeah. We had a whole tent of independence. Do you remember that? Um, and then we did the flag uh, last year where yeah, everybody was part of the flag. Um, and then um, I also love uh, the musical halals that we've done. You've been to a few of them. And that's a lot of fun, getting people on drums and singing. And uh, whenever we've come together as a community of a school, I think that's, uh, that's always very exciting. Um, he came up with the word rabbi, and why do you think they named it? Um, so let's think about the word rabbi. Um, I think Rav is really a teacher and an, and an instructor. Um, if we try to get into the etymology of Hebrew, Rav also can mean many. So maybe a Rav is supposed to be there to, to guard many and to teach many people and bring them together and be a leader. Um, beyond that, I don't know so much about, uh, about the word Rav or Rabbi. Have you ever answered a question wrong? I'm sure I have. I think the last one before I didn't get so right. Um, I think uh, especially it's an important question for a rabbi because a rabbi also needs to have humility and we learn that from our greatest rabbis we learn how humble they are Rashi some of the most beautiful things that he says is when he says I actually don't know the answer to that he says it in Chumash and he says it in Gomorrah and I think as rabbis we have to know when um, when we don't know how to answer it's more important to be to teach people humility and and to be authentic than to pretend that you know the right answers all the time because people need real people do you come home from work in the day or do you leave in the morning and come back at late at night? Uh, does that include playing golf in the middle of the day? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like leaving school. and uh, Leaving school, okay. No, so, I, so I go early in the morning and I try daven, uh, daven with the boys at school while daven in one of the minyanim on our campus. We're really lucky we've got so many minyanim to daven and choose from. And uh, and then I will stay at school, have meetings, and I'll often come home either after Min Khamariv or sometimes I'll have meetings at night. But generally, um, I'll be at school the whole day. I'll show you where I'm parked, and you can check if my car leaves next week. Um, but, uh, yeah, generally I'm at school the, the whole day, and then I come home. Do you want to write your own Sefer Torah one day? That's a beautiful question. Um, I've never thought of writing my own Sefer Torah, but I think, there, as you know, there's a beautiful mitzvah that everybody writes their own Sefer Torah. Yeah. And um, one but of you, the... Like you can donate. Yeah, exactly. So how, so, so when you... So tell me about that, Yonatan. Uh, so you like can donate ink, parchment, rolls... Yeah, like everything you need. Exactly. And, and one of the beautiful lessons of writing a Torah is that how many letters have to be wrong for the Torah to be pasul? One. One, exactly. So therefore, if you're responsible for writing one letter in a Torah, you fulfill the mitzvah of writing a whole Sefer Torah. Isn't that amazing? Um, but I'll t- I want to share with you something beautiful about that mitzvah because it says in the Torah, it says, It says, um, the Torah describes the mitzvah of writing a Torah, calling the Torah a shira. What's shira? Mm-hmm. It's a song, a shir. So why does, why does Hashem call the Torah a song over there? Because when we learn Torah and we write our own Sefer Torah, it's about a song. 
And a song, as we know from radio stations, sounds different to everybody. Everybody listens to a song and they take out their own meaning. And that's the same thing with the Torah. We have to listen to it and we have to say, how does this sound to me? What do I enjoy about the Torah um, in this in this area? One of the beautiful things about the Torah is how many commentators there are. Because every commentator through the different generations listened to the Torah in a different way and brought out all the different pearls and beautiful uh, messages as, um, as, as they went through the generations. So when I think about the myths of writing my own Sefer Torah, it's about every week when I write a message to the to the parents, um, and when I write a vote on the parsha, it's about that's about my writing a Sefer Torah. It's about saying what's the message that I want to take out of the Torah for our community this week. My mom told me you like singing music. Can you tell me about it, please? <laughs> my secrets are all being given away on national radio. <laughs> um, I love singing and I love music. And, and in shul, uh, one of my highlights is, is davening, especially in the Amim Nuraim on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. I get to partner with your Abba. What does your Abba do on Rosh Hashanah? Rosh He blows the shofar better than anybody. And uh, that's always fun when, when, uh, when being a close friend, we're able to do it together. And um, I'm able to dive in and he's able to blow the shofar and we're able to direct the community and inspire them like that. Um, but I've always loved music when I was at school. Um, I sang a lot and, I've, uh, and, and I led uh, services. Um, at school, we were in, I had like three good friends that we always used to sing together. We won the music festival when we were at school. And um, we uh, we got we actually got we actually got time in a recording studio, but we never used it because one of my friends got a recording contract, so he couldn't uh, he couldn't record in the in that. Um, and then I used to sing in chuppas. I sang at your abba's chuppah, your mom and dad's chuppah. Remember that? <laughs> um, so I love singing. I think it's a, it's also a way to connect, and it's very joyous and uplifting. Um, and that's it. I like enjoy listening to music. And uh, that's all. I've I've uh, learned a few new songs in this session. Um, I didn't know that the Lorax could sing so beautifully. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't him. It was another guy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't from think, the movie. I didn't think the Lorax could sing that well. Um, but I'm glad that his friend could. <laughs> Do you have a family of your own? I have a family of my own. Um, Sarah's my wife. And we have two beautiful children, Yehuda Moshe and Eliana Shira. And uh, Yehuda's your age. Yeah. So um, So you know them well. And um, they are beautiful, and they're my source of, of uh, nachas and pride and joy in the world. This has been Chakit, Pokit, Bakit. My name is Jonathan Birkin. I'm nine years old. Thank you for my guest, Rav Liron, for com- coming on Chakit. And thank you to my producer, Mandy and DJ Flo, for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chakit show only on 1 Open 9. Goodbye, kids.